Welcome to the Moments That Matter podcast. I am your host, Laura Escamilla. And today I have, once again joining us, Paige Cisneros, who is an independent education consultant with Cisneros College Consulting. And we're going to kind of pick her brain and get some advice and go through college visits because we are at a point where students in their junior year should be looking at colleges and exploring that and visiting these schools to get an idea if it suits them. Let's talk about why visiting a college campus is so crucial in the college selection process. I would say it's because the most obvious reason, which is every school has its own personality, its own atmosphere. And while a virtual visit is certainly a good substitute, it is not the same. Walking onto the campus really shows you what it would feel like, whether you would be happy, whether you gel with the vibe, that's happening there. Some schools mm-hmm. are very conservative, some are more liberal, some are very urban. If you go to a school like, say, NYU, for example, mm-hmm. there is, there's no campus green space. There's no central area for the students to gather. It's as far as like a green central you know, student mm-hmm. union area. There's cafeterias and all that kind of thing, but it's all it's all buildings and city blocks mm-hmm. and concrete. And, you know, and that's that's the campus of NYU. And so would you be happy somewhere like Boston University, the same way. It's very urban feeling, as opposed to a school like if you go to, let's say, Texas A&M, but also mm-hmm. a school like Clemson or Auburn, where the school is the town. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama, it's the school and then a couple of little things around it. But the school is, small is the small town. And College Station is the same way. Clemson is the same way. Mm-hmm. And it has a completely different feel than an NYU or even like, say, TCU, Mm -hmm. which is more urban, but it's also green space and kind of a mix of exurban kind of of feel. So, and then there's a feel for whether it's conservative or liberal or all that kind of thing. Some some things are more a faith-based forward, and they're going to show you that on their campus feel and in the campus tour. And some students gravitate toward that, and some for some students it turns them off. And you won't really know the depth of that that faith-based unless you are on the campus to really feel it and see it and see if it's something that will support or turns you off. So it's definitely a good idea to go visit when school's on, I would say, as opposed to like a summer when the campus is not really... That's always yeah. the ideal, yeah. I mean, if you can only do a summer, that's better than... Or a holiday. Or break, a holiday, yeah. but really the ideal would be to go on a school day mm-hmm. when the kids are there and everything is hopping and you can see what's going on. It gives you more opportunities not only to talk to students, but maybe talk to professors and really get a feel for the campus. And I have to say, just figuring out what school is best for you. I can remember my own personal experience for my first, who's now in his late 20s, so this was a million years ago. But when he was considering his top two choices and we went to visit The one that he thought he was going to go to that was excellent on paper, gave him a great scholarship, and he was like, I think this is where I'm going to go. Everything looks perfect. We go to the campus tour, and within 15 minutes, he's like, yeah, I'm not going here. Mm -hmm. And then we go to another school, and we were just kind of like, well, you know, they gave him a scholarship. I don't know. We'll see. And by the end of the tour, he was like, this is where I want to be. And he knew without a doubt. Right. So it's just that certainty that 
walking around the campus gives you to see whether it's your place, mm-hmm. whether these are your people, whether you will thrive for four years. Right. And we had a similar experience with our daughter that she kind of knew in her head that she was always going to go mm-hmm. to this school. And she went and visited and she liked it and it was fine. But we wanted her to go look at all the schools mm-hmm. that had mm-hmm. the program that she wanted and just have a good idea, not just settle for the one school and just kind of get a feel for everything. We went to another visit. We went to Baylor, and we had never been to Baylor. We Mm -hmm. didn't know anybody that had gone to Baylor. We didn't know anything about Baylor other than they offered the program she wanted. Right. So we did a tour, and we signed up for their big weekend of Mm -hmm. premiere, and she went in like, no, I'm going to go to this other school. I know that. I don't know why you're wasting your time. Right, right. And by the end of the tour, she was in love. She was like, this Mm -hmm. is it. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel Mm -hmm. this with the other school. That shows how important it is. Yeah, and we still continued, and we went to Mm -hmm. other schools, and we walked through, and she was like, no. Mm-mm. No, this isn't going to work. We even went to one school for their big event, and we didn't even get through the whole event. We got through an hour, and she's like, no, this she's is not so going to happen. Like, that's how certain they can be once they find their, their yeah, place. It's just the people, the feel, the, the town, mm-hmm. everything just kind of mm-hmm. speaks to you. Mm-hmm. That's so funny because the school that my son got the scholarship for was Baylor, mm-hmm. and he walked on the campus and had a different reaction mm-hmm. because every school – clicks for different people. Mm-hmm, Everybody's sure. different. There's a school for everybody and it's not going to be the same for everyone. Right. So that's a perfect example yeah. of how our two kids came away with different answers for right. their own personal needs. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I, I can totally see that. So when do you recommend not only for the students you work with, but yourself, you talk about mm-hmm. your son already had a scholarship offer. So you mm-hmm. went to look at schools for your child once he kind of Narrow yeah. down what yeah. schools well, okay. you wanted. Okay, so caveat: this was before I did this professionally. Right. So. <laughs> well, no, no, no. And that's what this is all about. We all, yeah, I definitely so, would do things um, differently. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say, if possible, start as early as you can. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a city and you know there's a school there that you may be considering, mm-hmm. tag along with an older sibling, or if you're just there with cousins or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would say for sure start looking in your junior year. Mm-hmm. I do have some parents and students that will wait until they get their acceptances and then they'll make their decisions. That's not what I recommend, but just financially that's what works for them mm-hmm. best. They don't want to invest in the travel right, until you know they know they've been that accepted they can accept and, and they got enough of us of a financial um, you know scholarship of some sort that, that okay. can afford it. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that, and there are other ways to research schools. There's a lot of really good search tools out there that kind of can help you build your list bef- without having to actually go onto the campus. And I think since COVID, a lot of schools have done a great job of doing the virtual Mm -hmm. tour Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. I know with our son, he also ended up at Baylor and he had been many times, Mm -hmm. but we still went on a tour. We still wanted him to see it through his own eyes, Mm -hmm. not through being a little brother and his sister's experience, but Mm -hmm. his own eyes, his own program and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. to see what he felt about it. Mm -hmm. Because usually when we went to visit, it was during a holiday. So he didn't ever really see the campus in its full capacity. In all its glory. glory. (laughs) Right. And he knew what he liked from what his sister said. And we wanted to make sure that that was what he wanted. Mm -hmm. So we scheduled online. We scheduled the tour. Usually you have to go online and book an appointment, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's only so many spots mm-hmm. per yeah, day. Yeah, that's good. Thank, thank you for saying that, because mm-hmm. that is something that if you know, like, say, I know I'm going to be in Dallas mm-hmm. next month. I think I'm going to go visit UT Dallas right. or SMU mm-hmm. or whatever. 
um, don't say, okay, well, right before I go, I'm just going to give them a call or right. sign up. You need to plan your visit. Right. The moment you know you're going to be there, get on the website and sign up and get your spot because mm-hmm. certain times of the year, certain days of the week, they get booked up. Right. And so you want to be able to book as far as ahead as you can. Yeah. And we ended up that year, his senior year, going to uh, New York for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So he was also in- interested in NYU. So I, I scheduled that and I booked that for him to do that. And we got caught in a schedule situation and we couldn't make it. So mm. ca- we had to call and cancel that. And then we just kind of walked through campus because there was no way at that time right. you can't to rebook, rebook it right. because everything was already right. booked. Already full. Yeah, it was already full. And it was that kind of prime time Thanksgiving when a lot of this happens a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. traveling and mm-hmm. they're trying Everybody to wants to go see. Yeah, yeah. So we just kind of had to like walk around and mm-hmm. get a feel for what we could. And they do you know, offer what they call individual walking tours mm-hmm. where they'll have like an audio thing that you can listen to. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a big fan. Right. You know, <laughs> because I kind of like, is this what they're talking about? Or is this right. what they're talking about? And so to me, it's certainly better than nothing, but it is certainly yeah. not the and same. And I think for Skylar, the difference was that she went during the school time mm-hmm. and met with the dean of the school that she wanted to go to and they do these presentations and explain what classes and programs and I think that was like the selling point and they had current students talking about their experiences and you can't replace that I know that there's videos and they do a great job but she was able to ask questions right. and go walk up to them and ask, right. do you have this? Do you have that? How about this? And I don't mm-hmm. think you can replace mm-hmm. that right. experience. That's right. And that brings up that when you do the college tours and you're doing the walking tour, because mm-hmm. I do this for a living, so always going on college tours. I do mm-hmm. m- many of them. And one of the things I always like to do, if I can't go on one that's designed specifically for IECs, if I'm on just a regular tour with all these mm-hmm. parents and stuff, I always try to make sure that I'm walking near or or right by the tour guide Mm -hmm. it's almost always a student and you get so much information asking that tour guide just a little exchange so where did you come from what are you majoring in why did you choose that major Mm -hmm. what do you like about it what are the other good majors around here that you've heard about where do y'all hang out you know where's your favorite place to eat on campus Mm -hmm. it's so much information you can get from a student not from the spiel that they get from the school but just from the individual kid right that no i totally can see that and you're right for our son's tour we were in the first seat and they start the conversation because it's awkward just to be sitting there. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. But yeah, where are you from? What are you studying? Oh yeah, I have a friend that does this. That's great advice just to kind of stay yes. around the, the yes. tour guide. Stay at the front of the line. Yeah. <laughs> Sit at the front of the class. That's right. That's right. Because you right. can ask questions. That's right. And that's one of the biggest things that I read and see is interacting with the students from campus. We visited a campus with our daughter and on paper, it looked great. It offered everything that she needed. And just walking through campus and just seeing the vibe of the mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. students sitting around, it was a little too liberal <coughs> for her. She was oh. like, I don't think I can do this. And like, that's daily. what you only get when you are actually on campus. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some like guidebooks that will give you more subjective information mm-hmm. like that. Fisk Guide is one of my favorites. And they give summaries of a myriad of schools. Mm-hmm. And it's not the numbers that you get on niche or you right. know, college data set or whatever. 
It's this is what the campus feel is like. This is what the kids do on the weekends. Mm -hmm. This is the Greek vibe. This is the after school activity. This is how hard the academics are seen as on the point of view of the kids. Just all that kind of information that you're not going to get in the numbers. Yeah. That you have to live it and get yes, get it from yes. somebody who's so there it. is a way to get it by reading it, but it's still not the same as talking yeah, to people for sure. Another school we went to, the one that we just walked out, like we were just yeah, like yeah, we're not yeah. going to finish. This is, this is not it, yeah, because it looked beautiful on the website, the dorms, everything looked really nice, and they take pictures of their best, right? Like of they're putting they up do. their best. Don't we always take yeah. pictures of our best? <laughs> and we went to campus, and I'm like, oh, that's only one of the dorms compared to all the other ones, mm-hmm. and everything looks a little sketchy. <laughs> and we're like, no, we're just, we're leaving. It was a block away from a prison. They had it as a selling point, and maybe it is. Kids go there because... For, like, the law enforcement major? She was studying forensics, yes. But she didn't feel comfortable that you could see the prison from, like, the dorm room. She was trying to give it a chance and talking to a professor and, like, oh, what are you studying? We offer all these things. It's so great. What other schools are you looking at? And she said, I actually have already been accepted to Baylor's program. And she pulled us aside and said, go to Baylor. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, okay, well, I guess we're leaving now. From the horse's mouth. There you go. We're like, okay, well, thank you for your time. And we we left. And I appreciated that honesty, right? And instead of trying to sell her onto it, but we kind of kept trying to give it a chance and it didn't have the feel. Yeah. You got to go. You got to go. You would never have heard that. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't gone. Yeah. So I, I imagine most of the time it's the parents scheduling these things. It's mm-hmm. mostly online. You don't really have to call anymore and make appointments. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a process for that mm-hmm. already, right? And mm-hmm. yeah. And how far in advance do you, would you recommend doing that? I would say try to do at least a month ahead. Oftentimes when you look at their website where you're going to block your time, they will only let you book a certain amount out. Mm-hmm. So I think they might go like six weeks out or eight weeks out or something like that. So you just have to look at the school. But I would just say as soon as you know within a couple of months that you're going to be there, look online and see when you mm-hmm. can book and just do it ahead of time. And that's where you can usually visit, book the, the college tour and like an information session. If you want to do some of the extra things that I would recommend, then you're going to need to call, which I would say if you want to meet like one-on-one with an admissions officer, which mm-hmm. I recommend. Sometimes you can just ask after the tour is over, is there somebody I can talk with? And it, But it's kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. It's more of a guarantee to actually call and ask for, like, can I come in 30 minutes early and and talk with an admissions officer? You want to talk to a financial aid officer if you really want to see what kind of financial options you might have. And then my favorite, though not many do it as I think they should, is to meet with a professor. Especially if you have a major that you know you want, or even if you're trying to decide between two, Mm -hmm. talking to the professor um, or like the department chair mm-hmm. can really give you some insight as to what's available um, for that major, like internships that are offered and programming that's offered, all the different kinds of things that may be unique to their campus um, because they want to sell you their program. A school like Harvard doesn't need to sell their business right. school, <laughs> but TCU would want to do it, Baylor would want to do it, Trinity would want to do it. You would have to reach out to that department chair or that professor to set up that meeting, but that is a really good way to show interest so that you're, we're talking about demonstrated interest, mm-hmm. which we haven't really talked about. Right. And we're also talking about 
prepping for when you have to write the why this school or why this major. You have essay. a very specific when, person, right, specific can, Right, and you can bring up, when I visited your campus and I met with this professor, we discussed these items in this mm-hmm. major, when you can really talk to that in the essay, and that will go a very long way. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you're right. We hadn't discussed that, but if you're doing it with enough time before mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. been accepted, that's a great yeah. way to include yes. that. Yes. So we've talked about talking to students, looking at the campus, the feel for the campus, and I touched a little bit about the room and board, but I think there's something to be said also for the town. There's a lot of campuses and universities, and you visit a lot, that they don't live on campus all yeah. the time, yeah. and it's yeah. a shuttle or public transportation yeah. and all those things yeah. to consider. Yeah, it really is different for every school, and the big publics are going to have a whole different dynamic than the smaller. A lot of the very smaller schools, they will encourage their kids to stay on campus as much as possible. Some will require. Rice requires their kids. They have that housing system, the living and learnings, and they're there together for their freshman year and I believe sophomore year. They have to come back to that same group their senior year. Mm. So if Rice, okay. you're always going to be staying on campus, basically, unless you just want to pop off for a year. But then there's a school like UT. You apply. It's a scramble to get that housing, housing application mm-hmm. in an A&M, too, as soon as you get that acceptance. Everybody's scrambling to get it, and you don't know what you're going to get. And it's after their freshman year, they're always wanting to move off. And so right. every school is different. If it's a school that you are really interested in, you think, yes, this is one of my mm-hmm. top, you need to investigate what the housing situation is. And do they guarantee housing for freshmen if that's what you want? Or do you need to be ready to look for an apartment? And would you be okay living in an apartment? And then how would you get to campus? Well, they yeah. let you have a car, you know, that mm-hmm. whole, there's a lot of stuff And there. I think that's so important with figuring out your finances of affording a school because mm-hmm. a dorm room is a different cost than an apartment is and Absolutely. the size of an apartment and parking. We have a friend that had a child at UT Austin and the parking permit for their apartment was like a thousand dollars a semester. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Do they take a car? Do they need to walk? Do they need mm-hmm. a car? And those are all the financial questions that mm-hmm. you have to go along with your decision. With logistics that you don't know are coming at you until right. it's happening. Or until you're there visiting, until yeah. you see it yeah. and we're like, where are the kids staying? <laughs> yeah. Which was our experience, I felt like, at NYU, you're kind of seeing the campus, and you're like, okay, but where are people living? They're basically apartment buildings is where they are. Yeah, so it's between an apartment building. Is it for students only? Is it the city? Is it the, like, what is happening right now? Campus is different, really. There's no hard and fast rule. You really have to know where you want to go and then ask the questions. The main question you want to ask is, is freshman housing guaranteed if that's mm-hmm. important to you? And if it's not, then you need to ask, okay, well, when do I need to apply then? What would be my best chance of getting that housing, getting my application, and when can I apply? All that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Also, what is available if you need to find your own housing, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure yeah. they have lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at Baylor, there's like so many apartment this, complexes yeah. that just around most, everything. Most campuses are going to be like that. But is an 18-year-old going to be wanting to live in an apartment? Or have the feel for a dorm? And I have to say, before I did this, I was actually a, a school counselor, mm-hmm. and I worked with kids from kinder all the way in four. So from that standpoint, I think staying in a dorm, at least for your first year or two, um, builds connection and camaraderie mm-hmm. and connection with the campus that you're not going to get if you're leaving every day to go to an apartment. I think those friendships that you build living in a dorm are unique and something that you're not going to get in any other way. 
right. really. I, so I totally agree with it that. It gets you involved on the campus. You I know? totally agree, so. especially transitioning from high school as a freshman just being able to easily access the library and just walk from the dorm mm-hmm. to the library, walk to the dining hall, mm-hmm. and those relationships of being outside, the whole campus is my home. Right, right. right. This yeah. is my community. I right. belong here. I'm integrated into right. this. Baylor requires freshmen to live on campus. Well, I think that. Yeah, and yeah. that was a great experience, mm-hmm. but you do also have to go through the options there because like, our daughter lived in a dorm where it was a community bathroom. Yeah. And she had to take her little, her little tote yeah. with all her stuff. And yeah. they Old only school. had, yeah, they only had a sink inside her dorm room. Yeah. But then there was the dorm rooms that were a little more expensive that you shared mm-hmm. a bathroom. Right. And right. there was the ones that are yeah. a little more expensive that you have your own bathroom. Yeah. So yeah. those finances, mm-hmm. you have to also consider yeah. what they want to yeah. live in. But it's good that they give that option. So if you want to live in the mm-hmm. dorm, but you don't mm-hmm. want to pay, it's not one size. Our yeah. daughter had that community bathroom, the two bunk beds kind of situation, little room. But by the time our son got there, he was like, no, I'm not sharing a room with anybody. (laughs) His room was tiny, but just for a bed and a desk. But that's what he wanted and shared bathroom. But some of them do that. He's like, I cannot imagine Mm -hmm. having somebody sleeping right next to me. And dorms, I mean, what the dorm looks like, that is definitely a consideration. It's not a top one for me, Mm -hmm. but it's certainly one that you need to know what you're getting into. I don't think it's a make or break, but definitely you need to know going in what your options are. And if you care, even if you just want to get placed wherever you get placed. Yeah, that's like the food. They they rank the food on the campus. It's like, well, you know, it's nice to have great food, but are you really not going to go there if they don't make good sandwiches? (laughs) If their salad bar is not not up to par. Yeah, Yeah. I I can see that. We did an episode. How often do they really eat at the dining hall after the first semester? That's also part of our college (laughs) tour. You know, we were really impressed with Baylor's, one of the dining halls, the one that everybody got to. To go through and mm-hmm. it was amazing and we're like wow you get to have italian over here and mexican over here and salad bar over here and hamburgers and this is awesome who would not want to be here and live here we were so impressed and four weeks in our daughter's like eating sandwiches i'm like why are you eating so she's like well i'm so tired of, <laughs> of all that stuff it's the same stuff every day and right. i think about yes they have all these things but it's the same it's thing every day <laughs> yeah. and like you kind of yeah. get tired of of that right yeah. so these are, are things you don't think of we were just so impressed with yeah. all the options it's so beautiful it's so wonderful yeah. like you have all these different things and if you're feeling italian you can have pasta if you're yeah. feeling this and then she would be like well the lines to get to get your pasta made I just grab a sandwich I gotta go I don't have time for all these things yeah yeah but you don't really think about this you're just so impressed because they're all but that is the room and board that's what you're paying for when you're paying for your room and board yeah so So it's something you definitely need to look at when they take you to show their cafeteria Mm -hmm. when they take you to to look at their the sample dorm Mm -hmm. or whatever I mean do it and check it out but also ask what do the other dorms look like they they show you their display dorm right you want to know how typical is it ask are all of them like this if this has a suite well are all the dorms sweet or there some that have Mm -hmm. hall bathroom style right you know just ask ask questions yeah and I know it's probably frowned upon but when we did our tour I took a little measuring tape in my (laughs) purse <laughs> to kind of actually figure out how I don't know big if I've ever heard anybody tell me they would do. <laughs> yes, I totally did. 
I totally did because I'm I'm a planner. I need to know how much space we have. So when we did the tour, I'm like, just real quick. And they're like, ma'am, there's a paper with all the measurements of the desk, whatever. I was like, but it doesn't tell me how big the closet is. It just tells me the desk is this size, the bed is a twin bed, extra large. But I needed to know other information. The windows, how big was the window? Because we're going so I to buy accessorize the closet and I need to know. I need to know how big the curtain is. Those are the essentials of life. There you those go. Are when the you're, things when you're I sending your first kid off to door, yeah. to the door. And, and I totally admit that in another podcast. That was my only priority. What was this room going to look like? Right. Can I picture right. all the things can I can do? Can we make it cute? Yeah, that's all I <laughs> cared about. That is a thing that people do. They want to make the door That's all cute. I cared about. Yeah. That is really all I cared about. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. the first time around. And yeah. then with can my son that after real that. Fast. Yeah, that was... <laughs> But when you have to move it all out, yes. then it's not so fun. Then it's not so fun. So with my yeah. son, I'm like, you don't have to take that. You don't have to take this. We don't need this. Just put sheets on a bed and, and let's go. And you'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. It's cute enough. <laughs> you, you'll be okay. Yeah. You just need a blanket. You're good. And they never make the bed anyway after the first day. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> I'd like to believe that they do. <laughs> that the room was wonderful. We can pretend. Yes. So, okay. So how about advice for parents? Because like I said, you can have overbearing parents like mm-hmm, myself mm-hmm, that's measuring mm-hmm, rooms and closets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, is, what is your advice as a consultant to parents as they're going through this? You want to know what's going on. You're going to be paying for it. So you kind of need, mm-hmm. need to stay with it. But I would say let the student take the lead. I say that with the admissions process also. Mm-hmm. You can be their support if they ask you to check something, check it. But let them take the lead. The same thing with when you're doing the college tours. Try to get them to make the appointment, have them go online. When you can say, this is when we're going to be there, so try to make it during these times. But just try to let them do it all. If if they're going to want to talk to an admissions officer, if they really want to go to that school, have them reach out to the admissions officer. Have them yeah. reach out to the department chair. A professor is not going to be responsive to a mom saying, I'm bringing my beautiful mm-hmm. son Johnny right. into the campus, and he would love to meet with you. That message is going in the trash and it's going right. unanswered. Right? <laughs> right. It needs to come from Johnny. Right. It's a very respectful letter right. sent out that's well written from the student himself. It's going to go a lot, lot And would you advise, and we did this after our daughter had, and she just wrote a little thank you note and card mm-hmm. for your time. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's... I think advised? it depends. I'd say yes, for professor, definitely. Mm-hmm. For a financial officer, yes. Admissions officer, yes. For Somebody a, who gave you their personal time. Personal time, thank right. you. That's mm-hmm. a good way to say it. If it's just the general tour, if it's a general session, then no, I don't think it's necessary. Okay. And you, you were mentioning just letting the child take the lead, and I wanted to comment because that is my advice now mm-hmm. after <laughs> I've been through it. To did not touch your child. I did not do it. Um, do as I, I say, not as I <laughs> yes. do. Yeah. Um, I fully admit that I yeah. made mistakes with the first time around, yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. now in retrospect with my son, I definitely let him, mm-hmm. you need to be the one and you need to Take call, ownership. you need to advocate for yourself. And mm-hmm. that is very much the advice I give and now. It's not easy. <clears throat> I recognize that it's not easy to let yeah. go like that because yeah. you're going to see them, you're going to see them fail. You're going to see them stumble and mm-hmm. you're like, well, if I had just been helping them and that wouldn't have happened. And that's right. And that's really it's hard. hard to let go, but it's their benefit in the long yeah. run. And it used to be with my daughter initially, like, let me type the email for you because you don't know what you're doing. And then after I caught myself being a little overbearing and nobody mentioned it, nobody said anything. It was just myself thinking, I'm not really helping her. 
by doing this. She's not learning anything. It kind of just clicked. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so then I'm like, okay, you know what? You just type the email mm-hmm. and I'll look at it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, just add this or mention mm-hmm. this. And mm-hmm. so we went like that. But mm-hmm. I quickly realized that I was not helping her in any way. I thought I was because I was trying to get things done, mm-hmm. but she wasn't going to learn anything. And think of this way. You are not going to college with them. Mm-hmm. How are they going to be successful college students if they haven't learned how to mm-hmm. do things on their own without you. And just easy things. Our son's first semester, he left his coat in his classroom mm-hmm. and he went back for it and it wasn't there. I'm like, well, go look at the lost and found. And he's like, what's a lost and found? <laughs> and I'm like, they should collect whoever's cleaning or walking mm-hmm. through and they go put it somewhere for you to collect. So he's like, mom, the business building has like six lost and pounds. <laughs> well, now you know, but you have to You're go You're the only one to lose a coat. Yeah. So go ask. There has to be somewhere. There has to be a someone sitting around says they're lost and found I left my coat that kind of thing and he's like can't you just call and no go and he did and that's when he called me back he's like there's six lost and found so did he find his coat no No. he didn't find his coat and it was really cold so I had to order one online and have it for him to pick up but yeah the little things that I'm like no I can't like you have to go ask I'm not there your coat yeah (laughs) you left it behind it's on you you have to be responsible with your things we want them to be functioning responsible humans in the end so right and I imagine as an education consultant that can be really hard to or maybe you've become skilled at it to be able to tell a mom and dad like it is my preference to work one-on-one with a student directly and Mm -hmm. and for the most part that is what happens and it allows me to really work directly with the kids so we can really grow their own voice talking about my own personal business I send notes to the student on what we talked about but also to the parents I send copies of the notes so they still know what's going on but they're not sitting in on the meetings. They're mm-hmm. not involved in each meeting that we're directing. Mm-hmm. I do have some parents that want to sit in, but they know that I don't consider that necessary, and so they don't, they're not too terribly involved. They just feel like they need to be there, and that's okay if that's what they need to do. So we talked a little bit about virtual tours, and I think sometimes that's the only option, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But would you say going to look at every school that you, before you apply to them? Or Yeah, what I would do, I would start looking at schools and make sure you're looking at them by major. Make sure they have your major mm-hmm. and then start reading about them. There's lots of good reading tools and then look at location. Here in South Texas, we're not used to hard winters. Mm-hmm. So you may not want to go to Rochester right <laughs> or you yeah. may want to i mean or I mean, you may want to but go visit <laughs> rochester in january before you make that decision right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but uh and a virtual tool won't tell you that a virtual tour is a good way to certainly start once you're starting to build your list mm-hmm. that do the college tours and there's some really good youtube has a really good i think it's called yo university okay on youtube okay. that's a really good one and amazon has their series now college tour series oh really yeah in fact i just i went to a, a ut dallas update just today they said they're going to be on the amazon college visit list starting in october so they were excited and what is that. the name of the book you mentioned that had information on the colleges there's a couple so one of my favorites that gives the more of the subjective information is it's called the fist guide Mm-hmm. F-I-S-K-E, the FISC Guide, and I, it's one of my favorite tools. Another one that I really like that the Princeton Review puts out, it's called the Best 388 Colleges. That's the one for this year. It actually changes year to year depending on how many schools. So a couple of years ago, it was the Best 384 Colleges. And, one year and the that's best a, a website colleges. or it's a book, it's a book that comes out? It's a okay. book. I'm sure 
I haven't looked. I'm sure at this point it's on a website too, but I I get the book. I like the book. But those are two of my favorite resources to go to. And then you can do, you're probably familiar with College Board that has Mm -hmm. their big future search engine, Mm -hmm. which I I love that one. That one's a really good starting point for the kids to start to use. I like Niche a lot. I don't know if you've ever you know, yeah, used Yeah, I've niche. used it to look at the, compare the tuitions yes, and compare exactly. that. And they the have a really sizes. cool little scatter plot that, that is, that's fun where you can see what your admission chances are. Because sometimes kids don't really get a realistic idea of, especially if you're not going to do test scores, that 3.2 is not going to get you into the schools you think it's going right. to get you into. So right. you need to really look and say, okay, what is the range? for this school and was my 3.2 within that range oh gosh maybe not and I think that's important to know before you start spending the money to go visit these schools so you don't even have that's the list building that's the list building is it realistic for you to try to go to that school Mm -hmm. do they have the major that I want and then you do the virtual tour and then if it's really for you then you put on your list and you visit and then you get into the schools like the Ivies that you can be top in everything and you still Mm -hmm. don't get in because Mm -hmm. it's such a wild card they're it's uber, uber selective. Right. So even top kids that think I'm going to apply to Harvard because I'm top of my class and I have... Or a valedictorian. Before, they reject, you know, many, many... Because how many high schools are there in the mm-hmm. country and mm-hmm. the number one of everyone is probably take mm-hmm. up all of their... It takes a lot more than good grades and good yeah. test scores to get into a school like Princeton or Harvard or Stanford. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Anything we left out on these college um, tours? I would just say, and this is something we haven't really talked about, but um, I'm sure you're familiar with something called demonstrate interest, mm-hmm. um, which is where the the idea is that when you apply to a school, especially it accounts more really for for smaller private schools mm-hmm. and for publics like Baylor, uh, like Baylor, yes. like Trinity. Mm-hmm. If you apply and they're not really sure whether they want to offer you admission or not. If you're considered a ghost candidate and they consider a ghost candidate as somebody that's just out of the blue, that's never shown any interest in their school and all of a sudden they're sitting in an application. Mm-hmm. Will they offer you admission over a candidate with equal qualifications but has visited the campus, right. has signed up for emails, has shown interest, has demonstrated interest? Right. Who are they going to give that last spot to? Right. It's going to be to the one that has shown already that they're interested in coming to the campus because they want that turnaround. They want to build the numbers of the kids that have offered admission they want the return that you're going to say yes. They want right. to increase that those chances. Yeah. And that right. was the piece of advice when our daughter did decide on Baylor. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden we realized we knew a lot of people that were alumni and mm-hmm. had gone or their kids had gone. We just hadn't paid attention. It wasn't on our radar. Mm-hmm. And what an alumni suggested, just make sure that she's showing interest mm-hmm. and any opportunity she has that she's taking it. So right. we did everything, we, an opportunity for an interview. We went, it's, we drove to Brownsville, which is an hour away. So she can get that interview. We did the tour. Mm-hmm. We did any meeting that's that exactly she could get. What you, if you really and know that's kinda, what you want. Yeah, yeah. And the advice from the alumnus was that they keep track of everything yes. that you're yes. doing. Yes, they do. They do track it. And it's amazing. Some schools say they don't anymore. UT says they don't track demonstrated interest. And some of the big ones probably don't. Mm-hmm. But like Georgia Tech, I know they do. They'll track clear. So mm-hmm. I tell my students, when you sign up, if you know you're interested in a school, mm-hmm. sign up for the emails from the admissions office. Mm-hmm. And then when you get the email, don't just let it go. Open the email. They will track that. Really? That I did not Click know. on mm-hmm. the links. They will track that. 
stay on whatever the website is it takes you to, look around because they're tracking the seconds that you're on the website. They are tracking every single thing that you do for the schools that care about that. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not every school, but just to err on the safe side, I always tell my kids, sign up for the emails, mm-hmm. show as much demonstrated interest as you possibly can. And that includes the campus visits and includes taking the extra time to talk to an admissions officer, mm-hmm. talking to the professor so that you can include that in your essays. So that in itself is showing demonstrated interest above and beyond. Right. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's always a joy talking oh, to you I and getting a here. little extra interest. In, okay. And had got me to admit that I took a measuring tape to <laughs> college. I think trip. I'm going to remember that story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your thank time. You. And I hope this we'll have nice. you back for uh, more information. Happy to come back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.